<laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah, they'll talk every oh, once here. in a while. But... <laughs> every, every now and then we'll kind of he was talk. already here. right away. It kind of, well, we're used to you atta- attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Look at <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see. Welcome back, everybody, to the newest edition of Open Book here on Game On Wisconsin. As always, back here with Zach and Jen. Well, actually, I shouldn't say as always. We missed you last week, Zach. Uh, you did ask me. We did. We did. I mean, we did say it was one of the nicest, as in not nicest, yeah. but like kindest. It was, it was really weird because with Dusty, like with Dusty's presence in place of yours, there was absolutely no controversy, no like rude things being said to one another, <laughs> no belittling. It was just kind words all around, very different dynamic around here. <laughs> That's actually so fucked up. Is that really <laughs> what I bring to the show? <laughs> yeah, you bring, you know. I mean, Dusty's Dusty's not the person to come on here and just start roasting us, but. Oh. <laughs> you know, you know yeah, maybe. You, he was probably, yeah, the one who probably only had like prepared to just like drag you. And he's like, ah, oh, well, I'll save it yeah. for next time. Yeah, trust me, I was prepared to step into a war zone. Like every single time I get <laughs> that's the thing with Dusty. Every single time I get on a show with him, he delivers his attacks with like a smile. Yeah. <laughs> like the most like because he watches thing. too many horror movies where he yeah. knows how to do it. He's mastered like the art of being like a serial killer. Yeah. So like he's like terrifying. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, I wanna like so I just gotta be nice him. to Dusty. Yeah. Just, Fucking just know that, yeah, he could definitely <laughs> get away with a string of brutal murders. So just watch yourself. Absolutely, um, I love you, Dusty, but fuck you, Dusty. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so Jay Z and Emma Watson. I know what's the situation and why. You don't know the situation. Like Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Yeah, we got a situation. Oh, so it's that's probably not a good bad. thing because everybody on that show is a tool. Yeah. I was well, he's say, not. He's not a tool anymore. He reformed his life, and he's oh, like super. Uh, I I never watched that show. I just know the people on it. I used yeah. to, I'm not gonna lie. I used to love that show. <laughs> I've only seen Jersey Shore stuff from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" has a Jersey Shore episode, and they talk about Jersey Shore, and it does not seem like a show I would like. But uh, you would pretty, definitely like it. Eli. You make a good point. See, you can't throw Eli without lie. And I was lying. I actually not only love Jersey Shore, I am the situation. I did some plastic surgery, and here I am. So, guys, good luck with that. But no, you're you're more like Angelina. Sorry, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get that reference. I, the only one I know from that show is the Snooky one because she's all over the place. I hope somebody. I hope somebody in the comments, or at least you, Jen. I hope somebody gets the Angelina reference. I don't. I'm sorry. I never watched it. Like I said, I just knew who the people were. Like Sammy and was it Polly D? God damn it! No, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, three minutes in, and we've already disappointed Zach. New record, I'm sure. Yeah. Can't sit here talking about TV shows all night, even though I would kind of like to, because real quick. I've just finished Money Heist, which I don't know if either of you have watched, but I must say you have to watch it. Anyone in the comments, if you've seen Money Heist, convince Zach and Jen to watch it because well, it was uh, it. it's it's a show about people basically robbing like a bank, but like it is one of I mean like you have like Game of Thrones, Twenty Four, Prison Break, uh, as Mariah can attest, Money Heist. It's it's up there for me. It's for sure in the top five, potentially top three. But either way, let's, probably let's only like the third show he's ever watched. Um, I watched like six shows, so let's let's relax. <laughs> but let's uh, let's get to some football. Well, actually, before we do that, real quick, because the three of us have not been together uh, in a couple weeks, and we are officially two weeks out from draft day, which is very exciting. So, Zach, we did not get to have you here last week. How have you been? How are you feeling? How are you preparing for the draft? What's going on? Well, it's, it's I mean, how I'm feeling, I'm feeling like shit, man. I mean, it's the time of the year. <laughs> it's the seasonal time of the year where like, I'm yeah. getting all these migraines from, like, the weather and stuff. And I think it's, like, sinus-related. We talked about this before the show. So, it's, like, that's been a pain in the ass, and I've been missing some work. But you know what? 
I'm like three weeks into it, so I think I'm I think I'm coming up around the bend. Uh, but yeah, the draft is around the corner, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to finally get through this this draft cycle bullshit that we go through every year. Just the constant speculation and the projection and then this and that and everything is everything is baseless and everyone is tracking these top thirty visits that teams are in a sense, kind of obligated to do, but at the same time, they do it so they can take information on a certain player. So four years from now, when that player is cut from the team they're drafted by, the Packers can take a flyer on that player and say, hey, one team's trash is another team's treasure. And then they get signed. And for example, Sammy Watkins. Yeah. That's a perfect example right there. Zach is being worked up. (laughs) Yeah, Zach. We're five minutes in, and Zach's Sorry. already sweating. But uh, yeah, I got, look, I got—I have a whole week to make up for. So yeah, no, we Very needed true. it. Do art tech readings too. Oh yeah, yeah. I have not done uh, an art tech reading in, in a long time. We have an Andrew here, so I don't even think we have it. So I'm gonna—I'm gonna find us that script as as we go along here. But uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, where the fuck is Andrew? Huh? I don't know. It's a good question, Andrew. He's probably to be fair. I think either... he said Thursdays. Are tougher for him. Yeah, no, I would say he's either at work or sleeping, so he can go to work at like midnight because his schedule <laughs> is is not even for humans. Um, but yeah, Zach, you kind of referenced it right there. So let's just jump into the big Packers news of the day. Well, which is Jen. Jen, how oh are yeah. You? So usually we skip Zach. Now I skip Jen. Jen. Well, actually, Jen, you have some big news. As we saw on Twitter, your softball team taking home the W. Oh, yeah. So, yep, after a month of practicing four rescheduled games, I think, we finally got to play yesterday. It was like 30 degrees. It snowed today. So if that if that uh, tells you how weather here is. Um, but, no, it was nice. Yeah, 17-7 win. Got three games next week. So, yeah, lots of practice and – that that's basically what I do. You guys are all draft heavy, and I'm like, this is my softball season. So you guys, you guys are all doing your thing. I'm just kind of consuming all of it, not doing the hard work right now, just taking what you guys are doing and trying you know, to keep up on it. But yeah, you're standing, got- you're standing in like you know 35 degree weather watching people play baseball or softball, I should say. So that's some hard work. I mean, it, it, it keeps warm with all the times that I'm like yelling and telling them to go to two because they hit dingers so <laughs> dingers yeah, Seven, yeah I'm, I'm the first base coach so most bombers, of them yeah. most of them run past me oh so then i'm sure you saw at the giant i think it was giants padres the i forgot her name i feel bad but the first female coach on an mlb stadium on, on, on a field was the other night at the first base coach so jen you got your uh your pathway Oh right yeah, there. future. Uh, right you'll see me on the first baseline uh, at Target Field one of these days. Me, who never pays attention to baseball, and didn't even know like preseason baseball was happening, and I thought it was just the normal season. All of a sudden, it was like, "Hey, opening day!" And I was like, "Oh, I thought we've been playing for a month." So that's how little I follow baseball. But softball, yeah, yeah. softball. Right. I I like the Gators. I'm a Gators fan when it comes to softball. Softball, I, I don't think I've watched because I just, yeah, I barely watch baseball, so I don't have time for softball. But I do have time for this question, and oh, that's Bernard. an obvious yes, Bernard. Um, I do obviously think Aaron Rodgers is the greatest and most talented quarterback to ever play in the NFL and probably in life. As you saw, by the way, let's let's talk about, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess I guess that's fair. If I remember he's, that, he's I'm, got a point. Yeah, I'm probably in good shape. Happy but... wife, happy wife, happy life, Eli. This is true. This is definitely, definitely true. But let's let's talk for a minute about the viral video of Aaron Rodgers throwing an unbelievably rare interception to what was first said to a child. And then it turns out he was like a 20-year-old guy. <laughs> like a He's a grown-ass man. <laughs> yeah. And the entire world is like, Aaron Rodgers throws ball at kid. What a douche. And it's like the guy, <laughs> the guy's, you know, I don't know, what is he, in his, in his 20s. And clearly there was some joking going around. But people, they love to hate Rodgers. I mean, first of all, if he wanted to hit the kid, he probably would have yeah. hit him, like, square yeah. in the back of the head. Second yeah. of all, 
I'm upset he didn't hit the kid. I know. Fucking kids. I mean, I know. but and then third of all, I mean, it's like it's not a kid. Yeah, <laughs> he was like 20, he was like 22 years old. I mean, he's about to graduate college. Yeah. So I don't know why he came out as a kid, but like, yeah, the whole internet's like Aaron Rodgers attacks kid. That would have been <laughs> funny too, honestly. But it wasn't a kid. So I, I think it was because he he's just he looked small in the video. Yeah, <laughs> he, he I don't know the angle. Aaron Rodgers is tall. Yeah, uh, the first time I saw it, I did think it was a kid. But then I read that article. It was like some youth camp, and he's yeah. like giving some kid this dream of picking him off. Wow, <laughs> he was squ- throwing up, squirting blood. Oh no. <laughs> See, you know, emphasize the squirting. Yeah, we've all been there. Um, Yeah, I did not know that. I thought I escaped. I thought I escaped these these references. I thought I was in the clear. Yeah, you weren't even here last week, and it was still (laughs) happening. Yeah, it was all over. And I even saw today. Where did I see? By the way, on on every episode of the Pack a Day podcast, I've been doing with. Matt and Rob Rieger covering the draft as Jen has taken her hiatus, abandoning us uh, for these last. No, I'm sorry. Few. But every show, you, Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos have come up somehow <laughs> on their existence on the theme. So you should know you are living in pack a day people's minds. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate for me. I mean, I try to go the whole week without hearing your name, and then Matt brings it up, and it's like, oh, my God. Oh, God forbid. Yeah, imagine yeah. how I feel, Eli. <laughs> imagine how I feel. How do you think <laughs> I feel, Eli? Oh, it's like the only thing Zach is known for these days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Not not my work, not the show, not nothing. New brand. Yeah. Um, yeah, by the way, I noticed there was a serious pickle situation oh going on. As everyone knows, I found pickles. <laughs> So how did I miss this? And what are these pickles about? No, so like the context is, I think Lambo Labo was saying that he went to Pop Bellies and he tagged um, Aaron Rodgers' doppelganger. And I was like, you got to get the big pickle. Like there's this whole pickle mm-hmm. and it is just like a giant pickle. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it just kind of, you know, like pickles can be like whatever. So multiple <laughs> days in a row now I've been talking about pickles on twitter pickles are elite i've always said when i said i pound pickles years ago on this show it's because pickles go with anything and jen you said you were going to do with peanut butter right that was you that happened yeah i have actually seen that before that i did bring because people think that i wouldn't oh you brought it okay i said i was serious about i would try it on the show no yeah i didn't 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 want you guys to be right about me like lying. Javi, so. Okay, hold on. I want to make sure Javier is here. Javier, are you watching this? I want to make sure you're you're looking. Yeah, she uh, won't, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I would I would try it. I just want, want like, peanut butter. I can have like you know peanut butter on a pickle and do it. Oh, I didn't part. see the peanut butter. I saw. I saw. There it's was. In there. You did. Okay. How is? That's actually pretty good. You're I've disgusting. Seen it, I've seen it before. No, by the way, you should know. I've seen it years ago that it was actually a thing people do as like a snack. Like pickles and peanut butter. I don't know why, but I'll I'll try it after the show. You know what else people do? They lick each other's feet. That's true. Um, People do like. Don't compare eating a pickle with peanut butter to licking someone's foot. They're both sick. Well, no. Okay. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to kink. I don't want to kink shame. I don't want to kink shame. If you're into it, okay. I did my part. I said I would do it. It actually wasn't that bad. Well, because pickles are so good that it overcomes everything. That's the thing is like, that's yeah, pickles are. You actually can hardly taste the peanut butter with the pickle because pickle is such a strong taste. Yeah. And I do have like, it's a Milwaukee dill pickle with Skippy peanut butter. So it's like the best of the best on both sides. So where's the Jif? You went with Skippy over Jif? What does that matter? She just dipped a fucking pickle in peanut butter. <laughs> because she says she has the best of both worlds with Skippy. Everyone in the comments, if you like Skippy over Jif, please reveal yourself. And Skippy then creamy actually... peanut butter. So good. Like yeah. Pickles are like probably my favorite food. Like yeah, uh, above everything. But like I can't fathom this. Like this is like this is worthy of incarceration. Uh, incarceration. <laughs> like you deserve to be behind bars. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try it. Yeah. And I'll yeah, keep just thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mark. Someone with some sense. Huh, where uh, where is my pack of gum? Oh, come on. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to live my life here. But we're we're nearing 15 minutes into the show, and I feel like 
we have yet to discuss <laughs> any backer football, which doesn't necessarily seem right. So let's just start it off. Yeah, with, with the news of the day, Sammy Watkins, former number four overall pick out of Clemson many years ago, now on the Packers. But And I didn't even know this, and it's kind of a trip to think about, but 28 years old, only a year older than MVS, who a lot of people, including myself, I think, are looking at this as kind of an MVS replacement. But seeing that news, your first initial thoughts, reactions, uh, Jen? I mean, I've been kind of just waiting for them to pick up a veteran wide receiver and getting Sammy Watkins on a cheap deal. I don't hate it. I mean, it's not like he's this terrible player. And obviously this front office, they know what they're doing when they go out and get guys. So I'm going to trust that, you know, what they want out of him, they'll be able to. (laughs) I mean, yeah, sure. Um, But no, I mean, it wasn't like anything I was overly ecstatic about. But I also wasn't disappointed. I was just kind of like, okay, finally. Like, they got somebody, a veteran, who obviously has a lot of experience going all the way to the Super Bowl. So that's kind of nice to have just somebody who has, like, that kind of experience because none of the receivers on this team have made it to the big stage. So obviously you want people who kind of have that experience and know what it takes. And, um, you know, Watkins, he's not a bad player. And I think with Aaron Rodgers, he could probably – drastically improve his numbers it just depends on kind of the role that they want to give him and I obviously still expect the Packers to draft a receiver but I did really want them to get a veteran just to have somebody in there to kind of help with that leadership and you know there's going to be a pretty young group of kids there so yeah I like with him and Cobb I think that that kind of has really good leadership quality in that group yeah I I like the signing but uh Zach what were your thoughts I mean, when you think of Sammy Watkins, this this former first-round receiver, you think, you know, some team picked him up. You think this is going to be some crazy groundbreaking move. In the year of our Lord, 2022, it's not. No, it is not. And and you're wrong. Anybody is who perceives it that way is wrong, especially when you're signing him to a deal. It's one year worth up to $4 million. There's, they're not paying him $4 million for a, a year worth of his services. I mean, there's going to be incentives. There's going to be, you know, probably voidable years in the contract. You know, his cap hit for 2022 is going to be significantly lower than $4 million. And you're paying a guy who, if he can stay healthy, that's a big if because he hasn't played a full season since his rookie year in 2014. Real quick, just because that has been a point that's brought up a lot, I will say that while, yes, he has not played a full season since his rookie year, he has played in 10 or more games in five straight seasons. So he's missed time, but it's it's mostly been two or three games this season. But, yeah. But the thing is, he isn't dependable. Yeah. And you can't look at him as if he is dependable. Like I, I, The Packers would be, would be wrong to look at this signing and be like, okay, now we can take a little pressure off of our shoulders and now we don't have the we don't have like as much urgency to aim high for a receiver in the draft or to reload that room. Their strategy should not have should not change at all mm-hmm. for the draft. Well they, no, because you still, don't you don't look at Sammy Watkins and you're like, okay, they got their wide receiver one. Exactly. If yeah, it's if, just kind of a build the room kind of signing. He's a, he's a placeholder. If everything works out well then you just signed this veteran with with eight years worth of experience who immediately becomes like your your number two wide receiver. I'm assuming he's going to be behind Alan Lazard because Lazard's familiarity with the scheme is blocking. I mean, he's probably going to be the number one guy. He immediately steps in and becomes your number two if he stays healthy. And that takes takes the burden off of any incoming rookies and, Mm -hmm. and less urgency, less dependency for them to produce right out of the gate. And that alone is like a huge win. Because we know the struggle with rookie receivers coming out of college. We know this and that. But now, I mean, you have this placeholder. You have your your deep threat who can still win deep. We saw him do it with Baltimore last year. And now you have a little bit more flexibility with what you can add to that room. you know. Yeah. And like, as you mentioned, the experience, the veteran kind of leadership that he adds alongside Randall Cobb. I mean... Sammy Watkins isn't what he used to be, but he's still a guy who, if he's healthy, he can be productive for your offense. And he has the familiarity with Matt LaFleur. He has the familiarity with Jason Vrabel from their days in Buffalo when he was drafted. 
um, regardless, they're going to still add to that room. And Paul Brettel actually, he, he made a good point. Uh, every single time the Packers have, have brought in a veteran assigning, they've, they've added a rookie at that same position. They did it. Uh, they signed Billy Turner. They brought in Elton Jenkins. They brought in the Smith brothers. They brought in uh, Rashawn Gary. They brought in um, Amos. Adrian Amos. They drafted Darnell Savage. Jair Alexander. They signed. They brought back Devon House, or I think it was Tremont Williams. I can't remember exactly. It was 2018. Was that um, the year that a fan from Minnesota drove Devon yeah, House? Drove house. Yes. Yes. Pretty sure it was, it was like 2018. The one time I wasn't here. In the state, yeah, then you I was, I was living in Green Bay at the time. I was wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. So, so disappointed myself. I know, <laughs> but but they they always pair veteran signings with rookies. So you're probably going to see, as Paul mentioned, the same kind of thing with the wide receiver position. I mean, they know there's a glaring need there. They know that they still need to address that position. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think, like you said. It's, it's nice that you signed him, and maybe if he's healthy, he could do whatever he can do. It doesn't matter what he can do. Nothing about their strategy going into the draft should change right now. If they were thinking one or maybe even both, I doubt both, but whatever they were thinking about those first two those first picks and the, those two first-round picks, you keep with it. So if you're going to go after Olave, Jameson Williams, Garrett Wilson, whatever it is, that should not change whatsoever. Sammy Watkins is not going to be a guy – that you can say we signed them and okay, we'll draft a guy in the third or fourth round and we'll be fine. They, I think one of those first two picks still needs to be a receiver. And I would say another one with either the two second rounders or the third needs to be another receiver. And it's not even really a question for me. Sammy Watkins doesn't change anything for me like that, but I do think, and I saw, I think it was Lambo LeBeau who mentioned it, but basically, basically this, which is, you know, it's just if you could send Sammy Watkins deep and that's going to open up things underneath for Lazard and Cobb and whoever they draft and Amari Rogers and the tight ends, like that's going to be the biggest thing. We don't need Sammy Watkins to have a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. We, he, we need him to make defenses be nervous about the deep ball because if they go and play up, Sammy Watkins, at the end of the day, there was a reason he was the fourth overall pick. There's a reason he was the star he was at Clemson, even if that was seven, eight years ago. But if you're going to put him one-on-one and play man coverage up at the line, he'll burn you deep and Rodgers going to drop it right into his arms and it's going to be a touchdown. So I just think nothing should really change about their about their strategy. But one thing I, I had to bring up is it was just very funny. I was tweeting, uh, I put out a, a short clip of uh, Watkins, some plays from last year. I would have liked to put out some more, but I was in a bit of a rush this morning. But Someone commented, and it was a very, very funny comment. Horrible decision, exclamation point. So pissed, exclamation point. Um, Sammy doesn't play. Packers Super Bowl chances just went out the window. That's it. So basically, you sign Sammy Watkins, <laughs> your Super Bowl chances are gone. Bummer. But yeah. I started looking at 2023. Yeah, well, because look, this guy said it, and he knows. So He I knows all, I'm sure. But if you guys saw another uh, a little wide receiver, I, I don't know if it's news. We don't know what it is. But Jameson Williams posting to his, I think it was his Instagram story, a picture of himself. <laughs> yeah, that might have been Mariah's burner account. She likes to attack me on Twitter. Um, just, for, just for the record, Sammy Watkins has played in more Super Bowls than the Packers in the last decade. That's yeah, pretty sad, I know. Yeah, yeah that's – yeah. whoever i already forgot the guy's name but there you go that's a good point but um jameson williams posted a picture with a little cheese you know that cheese emoji and look that can mean a lot of things you know people say cheese when you take you know take a picture smile obviously packer fans are going to look at a cheese emoji and think cheese but there was something that i did see and i can't say it's the most reliable thing ever but i'm going to say it anyway because it makes sense the Packers are looking to draft a receiver. And Jamison Williams, I think, is the best receiver in this class. If it wasn't for the ACL, I think it wouldn't even be a question. But I won't read the whole thing. But long story short, the Packers are supposedly heavily interested in Jamison Williams and that there's been a lot of discussion about even trading up to get him. And I wanted to get both of your guys' opinion about potentially – whether it's trading up or even getting him at 22 or who knows at 28, I doubt it, but whatever it is, 
how would you feel about drafting a guy that is most likely not going to play for at least the first month, if not two months of the season? Zach, would you still would you look at Jamison Williams as the number one receiver in this draft, or would you rather get like Olave, who you know is going to play day one? I love this receiver class so much that I feel like you could still find a day one starter, a guy that can immediately contribute on day two in that in that fifty in that fifty spot, whether it's at fifty three or fifty nine, or if they want to trade up into the second round. So that's why I would be totally comfortable, totally fine if they decided to trade up for for Jamison Williams, even if like he doesn't play at all for his entire rookie season and they just, they just rest and they take caution pretty much red shirts, his entire rookie season. Most rookie receivers, not, not so much this day and age. I mean, now, now you're kind of seeing rookie receivers, you know, they're coming from more pass happy offenses in high school and college. So they're able to produce more. So as rookies, you know, they're not really stunted like growth wise and development wise as they used to be. So, you know, Maybe most rookies of rookie season, there's rookie seasons aren't redshirted as often. But in Jameson Williams, uh, Williams's case, I mean, he is the best receiver in this class, ACL or not. I mean, I think he has the highest ceiling. So, uh, I think if you trade up for him, you can still grab a guy like Christian Watson in the second, or you can grab a George Pickens in the second, or you can grab an Alex Pierce in the second. He might even be available uh, in, in the early stages of the third. Who knows? And uh, Jalen Tolbert, uh, Taquan Thornton. There's so many guys in this class that you'll be able to grab and they'll be able to produce. And nowadays, you're playing in Matt LaFleur's offense and touches are going to be schemed for you. Touches are going to be manufactured for you. You're going to be schemed into space. Opportunities are going to be created for you. And that's why I'm still kind of high on on Amari Rogers. I'm not closing the door on him. He's going to get his opportunities on offense. Only played like a hundred something snaps last so year. So many people on Twitter are like, "That's it, Rogers is done." Cut him, and it's like, it's incredible. It's, they it's didn't learn. It's funnier than the Devontae stuff because he didn't even like Devontae played at least as a rookie a decent amount. Rogers barely played outside of special teams, and it's like, done. Cut him. He sucks. He's a bust. It's, it's incredible. These people don't learn their fucking lessons. It's 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 insane. But yeah, you're not closing the door on him yet. So, you know, there's just there's so many talented receivers in this class that you can afford to trade up for Jameson Williams. It would yeah. just be hard. I mean, I tweeted this the other day. It would be hard to wrap my head around the Packers drafting a receiver in the first round for the first time in two decades, let alone actively trading up for yeah. a receiver in the first round. Like that would be insane. But uh yeah, like <laughs> uh <laughs> insane. Yeah. Or, the, you know, or a guy like Traylon Burks. I know a lot of people are high on him. I wasn't at first, but I'm coming around to him. I mean, there's just there's just so many guys. But Jameson Williams is definitely, like, at the top of the list. Well, let me yeah. play devil's advocate for a second and just kind of um, – because I'm not, like, draft guru or anything like that, so I'm just going to ask this question. With the ACL, does it change your mind at all, like, thinking about, okay, like, I don't know where he is with it, but, you know, possibly missing practice time or like not getting full reps this summer because of it. And then, so like being a rookie trying to transition into that NFL role, but being hurt and not being able to get those full reps, does that kind of skew your thinking at all? Or, you know, cause again, I don't know where exactly he's at. Eli, you're saying that he'd maybe be ready to go a month in. So maybe he'll be able to start to get some reps here and there, but I mean, you got to think like he's not going to be able to take full snaps and practices and, it might take him a little bit longer than to kind of get going into that. And I don't know if that affects his role or anything, if he's drafted and then he gets to play, um, you know, just kind of missing that important like rookie step. You want to go first, Eli? No, so I was just going to say that, that I, I've seen that he thinks he will be, he plans to be running. It doesn't mean that full speed, but running by the time, mm-hmm. by, by draft time. So in two weeks. Okay. And then I think by training camp, again, he's not going to be a hundred percent. But I think him and Rodgers will be able to work enough together that by the time he comes in, it won't be like it's nothing. I don't think he'll come in, whether it's in week five or in week nine, whatever it is. Well, yeah, I didn't I think, think he'd like walk and be like, hey, guys. Yeah, and then I was going to go off and, you know, you guys. eight catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. But I think him and Rodgers will be able to get enough of work together in practice, even with the ACL, because – you know, he did it. It happened during the national championship, which was what in in January, January. Of, right? 
So we're already four months in, and by training camp, we'll be six or seven months in. By the start of the season, we'll be nine months in. So I think at the very least, he's going to be able to work with Rodgers and, and start getting that connection together. But for any rookie receiver, it's never so simple to just, well, you don't always see the Justin Jeffersons and Jamar Chases. It doesn't happen all the time. But I think the biggest thing for Jameson Williams is if he gets at least four or five games under his belt before the playoffs, that's for me the biggest thing. And if he could get in by the playoffs and be, and then be acclimated to the offense, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm personally, I'm setting the expectation that he's just not going to play at all this year, that he is just going to completely redshirt his rookie season, come back, come back in April next year by the time they're back for, for OTAs and everything. And then I'll come back from mini camp, come back ready for training camp, everything fully healthy and knowing how conservative, conservative the Packers medical staff is with, you know, ACLs. And nowadays, especially, you know, guys are coming back faster from ACLs and I know the whole David Bakhtiari thing kind of scared everybody into thinking that, you know, ACL ACLs recovery times. And you can't always predict what happens. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean his, his, his thing was, his thing was an anomaly. That was just an unfortunate. I mean, I, I had to go in and I had to have a second surgery just to clean stuff up. So it happens. And yeah, it, I mean, it, it happens. Your body, that, just, your body heals the way it does. And sometimes it takes people longer and linemen are also bigger. So exactly. So and that's more, that's, that that's too. more weight, more weight coming down on legs and your knees, legs. your whole legs. You got to watch them legs. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's why I'm setting that expectation, if he's, you know, I, it would be a welcome surprise if he comes back and plays the last maybe couple games of the season and they have him for the playoffs. That would be like a, a welcome surprise. But I'm <laughs> – I could smell the sarcasm coming from this. Stop oh, they keep both you. hitting it, I know. <laughs> I am funny. Thank you, Chris. I've always no, thought he, I was a very funny guy. No, he's being sarcastic. You're not funny. I think that's pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, you have the expectation that he just wouldn't play. Right. So, I mean, I, I feel like that, you're just setting the bar low in that sense. That I mean, your expectation is that there's a minimum of two years of Rodgers, at least on the Packers, because I don't know if they draft a guy that they don't think is going to play with Aaron Rodgers at all. I think, yeah, I think Rodgers plays another two years in Green Bay. I like to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this. Yeah, I don't think they brought him back. I don't. I, I don't give a shit what what the pundits say or you know. The cap gurus say, I think Rodgers comes back. I think he signed that deal for four years. I mean, that's more than likely going to be two. And then they'll see where everything's at. Or when at they're back-to-back back Super Bowls and then he'll ride off into the yeah. sunset. Yeah, I don't know about that. but you know, we'll I'm pretty certain about Sorry, it. Actually. I'm just you know, throwing a little positivity out there. <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm just being realistic. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not a realistic person. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's tough to win a Super Bowl, let alone two. I'm just like, yeah. Well... Yeah, I have to say that uh oh no, Lambo Labos is very inappropriate. But um <laughs> either way, uh receiver, we all know obviously it's gonna be an interesting thing to watch during the draft, and we'll see whether it's Seamus Williams, Olave, someone else. I'm sure one of those picks will be used for it. But I think another position that's being, you know, talked about a lot is defensive tackle. Uh, putting someone next to Kenny Clark that can really, you know, in my opinion, well, I do think edge rusher is very important because Preston Smith and Rashad behind Smith and Gary, <laughs> um, there's you know, oh, seriously God. though, like get the get the pickle from Pop Ellie's. It's good. How, I mean, Better than the Jimmy John's pickle. Not to be weird, but like, is it like abnormally large or it's just like a bigger pickle? Yeah, it's like a massive. Can you? Okay, that's that's no, no, no. she has got to do that. <laughs> Eli's trying to make a point here, and you guys are talking about dicks, cocks, pe- penis, pickles. Can you just, can you just, <laughs> I'm, just no, answer, I'm just being courteous to the chat. No, because I've never seen a pot belly pickle, so I wanted to know if there's like extraterrestrial pickles I'm missing out on. But it's got oh, some girth to it. It's got some girth. That's, that's enough. Right. <laughs> that's more than enough. Um, Anyways, talk about your D tackle. Yeah. So <laughs> potentially. Okay. I think most pickles will fall into that, I hope. But let's 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 not talk about too much squirting juices here on the show. Um, what would you prioritize first? Obviously, it's going to depend on how the board falls. But 
Do you think an edge rusher behind Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary or a defensive tackle next to Kenny Clark is more important? Zach, what, what would you prioritize first? And obviously it's going to depend on the board, but in a perfect world, what would you look at as like, that's a bigger need edge or tackle? Poor Tulio. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tulio. Sorry. <laughs> in a perfect world, I'm prioritizing edge just because there isn't, you can say the same thing for the defensive line, but there isn't like much behind Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary right now. I mean, between Jonathan Garvin and uh, Tipa Nali, I mean, you're not. Look, the new outside linebackers coach, Reb, as he likes to be called, he wants a rotation of four guys. And I like Jonathan Garvin. I think there's a lot to work with there, but you still need you need a fourth guy. Ideally, a third guy, because I don't want Jonathan Garvin isn't going to be your third guy. Yeah. You need someone to kind of give you the snaps that Zadarius Smith was going to give you. You need that trio that you were getting from Rashawn and Preston and Zadarius. You you uh you know occasionally when they had that trio, you occasionally saw Rashawn Gary bounce inside yeah. at that that rover position. That's Zadarius Smith at Michigan. So yeah, yeah. and Z- and Zadarius Smith did that a lot his first two years of the Packers. He'd bounce inside as a rover. They'd occasionally have Rashawn Gary come in inside and do it, almost as if they were preparing him for that future role. So now that Rashawn Gary can do that, you need someone that can play on the edge and give you, you know, good snaps there. I don't know if Jonathan Garvin can do that. So you still need a guy that can play there. Preston Smith just signed his, his extension, but he's not getting any younger. You need like <laughs> the most insulting thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I had all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Come on. <laughs> um. Yeah, move past it. Continue. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, Jonathan Garvin, isn't it? Jonathan Garvin. Whatever. Just yeah. Try, I would prioritize edge rusher over over defensive line. Well, didn't, unless didn't they unless sign Travis, somebody? Like, they did. They well, they signed Jerron Reed. Yeah, yeah. I defensive line. Oh, that's true. that's that's why I I I feel a little more comfortable at the defensive line. You got Kenny Clark. You're still expecting a jump from T.J. Slayton, and so are, are his position coaches. So is Jerry Montgomery. Uh, and you have Jerron Reed now. You still got Dean Lowry. It's it's not the greatest room, but it's it's okay. It's passable yeah. right now. So when like you were talking, Zach, about like how deep the wide receiver class is and how you think that you could get a second day guy who can contribute right away. So would you be okay with them then taking an edge rusher? Like let's say they like somehow trade away that um, like one of their day one picks and they take an edge rusher in the first round. Trade like, away one of their day one picks. Well, I'm just, you know. No, like, I mean they, they could in a no, they could they could in a world like, where they only have one first round pick, like edge rusher or receiver. Which one? Oh, oh if they take this... like if they were to trade away one of their first round to get like I don't know, I don't do all this draft stuff. I'm just trying to ask <laughs> a question. No, I would, but by, by order of importance, it would be it would be receiver. And then, however you want to rank everything below that, then I would go. I would go over the uh, edge yeah. below that. Okay. I mean, but they one, need they need help on the edge, though. Yeah. That's... One guy that at twenty two, that I, I wouldn't say I would pick him over any receiver, but over a lot of receivers, I think is Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Like he, he's just kind of a freak athlete. Kind of reminds me of Brian Burns, but maybe maybe even better. Like I don't think he's gonna last till twenty two. But I think if he's at 22, I don't think they're going to be able to pass it up. And I think uh, him, Smith, and Gary would be a trio that is basically unmatched in the NFL. So that would be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, but Jen brings up an interesting point. And I do think that there is an opportunity. Like, if they're not going to trade up, which I think there's an average chance they do, but who knows. But if they, let's say, take someone at 22 and they want to trade 28, and they're going to pick up a second rounder and and a fourth rounder or whatever it is. But if you end up, if you could get, let's say six guys in that top 100, if you trade away one of those picks, I would be pretty interested in that because you could walk away with two really good receivers, an edge rusher, a defensive tackle, a, ta- a tackle on offense, and then either a safety, a linebacker. Like there's so many options. Like I, I think Goody's almost going to be like overwhelmed like with so many different things he can do with the picks he has now it's just going to be really interesting to see what he decides to do about it 
And that's yeah, as as likely as it is, I think that they trade up. I think trading out of the first round at from twenty eight is also I think more likely too. Yeah, because, I, I was mean, gonna say I expect them that twenty two pick and only that one on that day. I'm expecting them to only have one pick on day one. Yeah, because this isn't this isn't a top heavy class as opposed no, to other years. Like the yeah. the middle rounds. I mean, I feel like that's where like you know the meat and potatoes of this class are. And in all of you mentioned Jermaine Johnson, but in all like not all, but the the majority of the mocks that I've done. I've ended up with Drake Jackson at 59 yeah. from, from USD. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's a guy that I've kind of really – mostly because my boss, who is a major USC fan, I think I've mentioned it before on this show, he talks my ear off about USC guys all the time. And that was how I fell in love with Drake London at first. Yeah. Um, so he talked my ear off about Drake Jackson too. So I went and I watched him, and I kind of – I was like, okay, this guy is nice. Reminds, yeah. me, reminds me a little bit of Clay Matthews, honestly. Just the, yeah. you know, he, has, he has the bend. And, no, uh, I like Trey Jackson. Another guy I'm very interested in is George Karlaftis yeah, out of Purdue. Cool. He, he, oh, you said Clay Matthews. I think when I watched his film, that's like just his motor, the way he never stops chasing the quarterback and doing all that is very Clay Matthews like. Mm-hmm. And if, yeah, if Karlaftis does fall into the 20s, I think he would be someone the Packers are very interested in looking at. So, yeah, like I said before, there's just so many options, and it's really exciting. And uh, I'm just like, we're two weeks out, and I don't know. I feel like just like this anticipation because we never get this. We never get. We've had two first round picks. You know, the year we got Gary and Savage, but two first rounders, two second rounders. Like, it's really exciting, and also obviously we know the importance of this draft, considering. Aaron Rodgers and however long he's going to play the state of the wide receiver room. So this is probably the biggest draft, like at least that will be probably so far in our lifetimes of like watching the Packers. Like this could really either set them up to, you know, as Jen said, have Aaron Rodgers win a couple, couple Super Bowls and, and walk off into the sunset. Or, you know, if it goes, if it goes sideways and it goes bad, that whole Devontae trade could look really bad in a couple years. But right now, like as much as it hurts, and I keep seeing Devontae posts on the Raiders and this, that, and it's like it hurts. But I do think that if the Packers hit this draft the way that we they should, and the, we believe in Goody, at least I believe in Goody, I think both of you do as well, I think in five years we could easily look back on this trade and say we won that trade because of who we end up with in this draft. So it's going to be interesting to see. But as of now, I am just, yeah, I'm counting the days. I'm hoping to be in Vegas potentially for the draft. Zach, I don't know if your plans are still Mariah said you're going, so have fun. Mariah said we're going. Zach, what, what are your plans? Do you think you're going to be there? I've been doing a lot of traveling recently, and I need to, like, save my money right now. So I'm probably not you going to be able to make it. Convoy with Eli. Yeah. Like I said, I need to save my money. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm going to be spending a lot if I go to Vegas. Yeah, but I've not, never been to spending, Vegas. So. Even if I'm not spending on a hotel, you never been? Never been to Vegas. So. Oh my god! Oh my god! I used to go every single year. If you need recommendations, let me know. I will definitely be hitting that you up. Our next open book vacay. We'll all meet in Vegas. I'm that down. It's only four Vegas. hours for me. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy was just in uh, Jimmy Christensen. He was just in Vegas, and he invited me. But I told him the same thing. I need to like, I need to save my fucking money. <laughs> yeah, Zach. Yeah, it seems like you've been all all over the country late recently. So like, I that's have. fun. And uh, I and for next week's show, I'll be I'll be in New Hampshire. So example uh, A. <laughs> see New Hampshire, one of probably the most uh, un. No offense, I'm saying, but like I didn't I didn't remember that New Hampshire was a state like in America. <laughs> like I think it's the least talked about state. In all of the world, potentially. Nobody, nobody in New Hampshire remembers that it, it's a state either. Yeah, right. But it's probably cool. I don't even know where it is. I know it's somewhere in the Northeast, probably. It's up there by Massachusetts and like Maine, very top east corner of the state, pretty much. All right. I mean, of, of the country. I, I, I think Maine is pretty cool. So if it's near Maine, I'll trust it. I'll trust it. I'll trust it more than I trust birds. That's for sure. But um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that is a fair, fair statement. Um, I I did think New Hampshire was a country in Europe at first, and then because, I was like, "Is it the new? The new, exactly." But then I was like, "No, if it's in Europe, it's probably going to be just either Hampshire or Old Hampshire." And now we're the New Hampshire. So wait, does 
does Erica watch? Because then I can add her as a pin on our board. She, she's no, she's at work right now. So she's not watching right now. Well, if she ever watches, just let me know yeah. and she'll be on the board. Well, she, she has before, like on like one night, she didn't That's go to work on a, on a Thursday. Like, well, on a, on a Thursday night. Yeah. Well, she's not watching right now. I mean. All right. So Jen, you got to pop. Pop that pin in the Hampshire. Yeah, out where New Hampshire is yeah. on the map, and I know, right? Yeah, it's, it's no in there. Knows. It's in there where Africa is. <laughs> yeah, right around South Africa. <laughs> Eli probably Eli probably thinks New England is in like London or something. New England. At first, I thought there was England, and then they were like, "This is kind of boring. Let's make another one." But I was wrong. It turns out it's not. It's more like Florida range. So I hear that. That's enough uh, out of you. Yeah, <laughs> but either way. Um, yeah, once again, two weeks out. So I think I could be wrong. I mean, we'll see how that week is, but we're probably going to be doing a draft preview show, you know, either Thursday, maybe Wednesday night, but we're going to probably be the show previewing the first round of the draft for the Packers, which is going to be really exciting. And yeah, I remember last year we were, yeah, we were all ready to cry. That was the no, no, we, we had a show on draft day and some fun news came out and yeah we're, we were like by the end of the show we're like all right aaron Rodgers is traded like he's a bronco that's it it's over mark schlereth what a piece of garbage so we'll see uh what fun news we get this year yeah um i think i think our fun news and this is what i was going to ask and not to go too in depth because we're reaching our, our time here but just a yes or no yes or no jordan love is he a Packer on Sunday after the draft? Zach? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Zach has to go, go first. <laughs> yeah. Well, both. Okay. You both said yes. That's fine. Sen- seniority. <laughs> yeah. Old man first. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Age I, beauty, I, they say. I do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, all right. We have some different opinions. Chris says no. Lambo says yes. Mark says no. Sometimes Sam I don't know no. if they're being serious or not. Uh, that, that's that's <laughs> that's why like i didn't even look yeah I, well I, so I right now it's three to two yes but i i will say i do expect him to be but i do think if the packers got offered a second round pick i think they would oh, consider take it. it they should like, not they I, should take I, that I, I yeah. should take it like obviously don't do it for a fourth rounder or something but if you get offered a second round pick and there's someone on the board they love and it's not about me wanting Aaron Rodgers. Like I don't think Jordan Love right now is is prolonging or not prolonging Aaron Rodgers' career because we all know Rodgers is a priority. But I just think if there's someone they really love and they could get him if they trade Jordan Love, I think it's worth doing. But we'll see how that goes. Um, definitely don't trade him for a fifth. <laughs> see, this Obviously. is why I don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Randall Cobb can also play quarterback. And Elton Jenkins can play quarterback. I'm now, and we'll clip this up so we can play it during the year. But Randall Cobb will attempt a pass this season because it's time for that to happen. And Javier, yes, I will get real. That's what they're expecting. A second rounder. I actually just read – this is pretty insane. I read a newspaper, like a real physical piece of paper with the news, and Tom Silverstein – I uh, had an article <laughs> about Jordan Love, and he said, according to Tom Silverstein, the Packers will be looking for a second rounder. And there, I've seen other reports that that's the general belief is that he could potentially go for a second round pick, and that would be uh, that would be that would be fun. But Sounds like I'm reading newspapers. <laughs> I know I'm reading the newspaper. <laughs> okay, I wish wait. I had it next to me. I wish I could. Let me show you something. This whole bag is post-win Packers newspapers, and this is just from this last year. When I lived in Green Bay, every Monday after a win, I would go buy a Green Bay Press Gazette, and that's like my thing. And I I don't live there anymore, so I have a buddy, Tony, who every Monday I text him, and he goes and picks up my, my winning paper, so... I oh, newspapers not- <laughs> like I collect newspapers. They're my thing. I put them in a little book, and so, so if somebody out there still buys newspapers, and it's me. Yeah, well, I read a newspaper <laughs> only on Mondays, and I felt really old about it. But uh, yeah, that's that's going to be our show for today, everyone. Once again, uh, the big news of the day is 
Sammy Watkins to the Packers, like we all said, don't think it's going to change their draft strategy, but it's still exciting. And just to see them actually make a move at the receiver position. But um, until next week, everyone, thank you for watching. We have two more shows until the draft, and they're going to be a lot of fun. So make sure to be here every week, unlike our great producer, Andrew, who, again, is probably sleeping, <laughs> but make sure to follow him on Twitter at Mertens underscore Andrew. And Zach breaking down all the news. You know, before all of our shows, when I need to know what's going on, if I miss anything, I honestly just go to Zach's page on Twitter at, at it's Zachary J. Stop lying. I really do, because that's where I'm going to find all the news that I know is important for the show. So I appreciate that. And I don't appreciate that I can't say it's Zachariah anymore, but I'll get over it eventually. I'm thinking about changing it back. Thank you. I would really love that. Um, you can follow Jen and all of her great hockey content and her uh, Ryan Hartman. Oh, my gosh. No, seriously, that is the funniest thing that is happening right now. So nobody in the league likes Evander Kane. He's a douchebag, and, like, there's all this stuff happening with him and his ex-wife, I think, now. But basically, Ryan Hartman flicked him off on national TV, and he got fined for it. And Wild fans, and not even just Wild fans, mm -hmm. there's, like, fans of other teams who are literally Venmoing him to pay for the fine. And he's yeah. at over $6,000, and the fine is a little over 4000 So he's actually going to donate that to Children's Minnesota tomorrow. Ooh, that's nice. So, and look, but it, it's the funniest thing ever. Like, it, it's the best thing I've seen all year. Yeah, um, I agree. Because and I'm glad I got former, to mention it here. He's a former Blackhawk, so I'll always stand by that. Ryan no, Hartman. Not, not Patrick Kane, Evander Kane. Ryan Hartman is a former Blackhawk. Oh, Hawk. I thought you were talking about Kane. I was like... No, no. By the way, for years, I just assumed Evander Kane and Patrick Kane were probably related, but then I, I saw them, and I knew it was not to be. <laughs> but no, that, like, the, Ryan uh, Hartman did what everybody else in the world wanted to do. Yeah, to everyone Kane. knows Evander Kane's just a piece of shit, but you can exactly. find me. <laughs> His ex-wife actually donated $200. Yeah, I saw Hartman. you posted that. Hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. I'm sure a professional hockey player needs all of our money, but it is still pretty funny to see it happen. Uh, but yeah, follow me on Twitter at book of Eli underscore NFL. And at the bottom of the screen, you will see to follow game on Wisconsin at game on WI and just subscribe on YouTube at game on Wisconsin. Everyone for Zach, Jen, and myself, we'll see you next week. Go pack. Go everybody. <laughs> what do you think? Fred. All right. Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah. They'll talk every once in a while. He was already in. Uh, right away. It kind of, well, we're used to you atta attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Look at <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see.